0: Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories, a series of unique interviews with successful people in many fields. Leaders who are innovating, building, and guiding organizations with a higher vision. How they put their values into practice to achieve the full potential of themselves and their organizations. Now, Here's your host for IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Hi
1: everybody and welcome back to another episode of IntelliKey Leadership Stories. It's great to have you. I'm Mark Stenson, I'm president of Bioscience Bridge, a heart-centered brand consultancy.
2: And hello, everybody. This is Kirsten Gouldy, and I am the CEO of Pure IntelliKey, intuitive advisor, professional coach, and business consultant. We are so glad you're here.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. You know, we've had some great interviews with people uh, who are very inspiring in their own leadership capacities. And what's nice is they've been able to tell us not only about some principles and beliefs and strategies, but also very Actionable steps they can take, right, Kirsten? I mean, it's really been a how to informative series.
2: It really has been, where you know our guests have been providing a lot of information in many aspects of leadership from their lives to their business to their families, all different areas, health.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's come up so many times that this uh, divide between personal and family life and what we would normally consider work and business life. What a blur, especially in these uh, crazy times. We're working at home, we don't know where work stops and family begins. Uh, every day is take your kid to work day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, uh, and, and every day is uh, work with your spouse day or work with your significant other day. And that's where our guests today are really gonna help highlight how to get along with that. Kirsten, yeah, tell us a little bit about Joe and Marie.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited, Mark, to introduce these two guests. Um, When I moved to Boise, I had the pleasure of meeting Marie and then ultimately Joe as well. And, um, you know, Marie was gracious enough to invite me in to be a keynote speaker at her Love and Romance event last year. And even equally as important, um, you know, Marie... Part of my next phase in life is I'm walking into a relationship that would be fulfilling for me in addition to a very successful career and family life. So, you know, Marie really sparked a lot of um, interesting conversation and I'm really excited because she's so multifaceted and she co-facilitates and co-leads with her partner, the love of her life. Joe. And when you meet them, you see that business life, family, you know, um, the inner nurturing of the soul, it all combines. And so I just, you know, give you a quick little background. Joe has been a CEO of his own businesses for Several years, you know, he has, he, he preps himself as a happily married man with an amazing wife. I mean, isn't that what we all want to hear, right? We all want to hear yeah. that, ladies. There you go. <laughs> and, you know, there's, he's so much more than that a software engineer, management. But I've watched the two of them create this beautiful business inspiring partnership. And there isn't an area of life that doesn't require partnership whether you're dating, married, friends, family, like everything requires partnership. And of course we have Marie with Marie's gold. And I just do so it so excited for her. I've got to experience a little bit of her journey. She's about to become an ordained minister here in June. I mean, her certification list is so long guys. I don't even know where to start, but um, she's also a teacher. <laughs> She's a
1: writer. That's why they have websites. I really yeah. go, to, go, to the, go to the website. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. So... I mean, she's, you
2: know, le- neuro-linguistics, executive coach, life coach, hypnotherapist, time dynamics, therapy, poetry, journal yeah. therapy, and she's also a writer. She has several books, so we'll talk more about that, but that's what we're, today we're going to talk about, how to co-lead and co-facilitate partnerships in life, and a little bit about the two of them. Thank you.
1: Welcome, well, Marie, Marie Thank and Joe you.
3: Wallace. Welcome. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you so much
2: for having
1: us. That was
3: a great introduction. She's an amazing <laughs> woman. Yes.
2: Well. She's pretty all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've watched you on your cooking Facebook show. I mean, you do pretty all right there, Joe. He's
1: <laughs> <Yeah.
4: laughs> the comedy relief. Really. Well, yeah. There you
1: go. There you go. <laughs>
2: well,
1: well, why don't we? Why don't we start there? I mean, you have this great book called the Romance Cookbook. And uh, like you said, uh, there's a Facebook uh, video, a uh, uh, visual show about this. Uh, I would love to see this show on, on the Food Network. It's better than most cooking shows I can imagine. <laughs> um, what, what, what are some of the ingredients in, in this relationship leadership uh, thing that we talk about here? What, what goes into a great relationship? That's
4: a very juicy question. Um, I'll start a little bit and then you, you tag in. Yep. I think it's that positive regard for each other. It's it's the love and respect and the kindness. And um, I think what happened for us is we both did our own kind of soul work. And then we, we work on that together. We're there to lift and support each other. And you want to add some things to that too?
3: Yeah, I think the completion of yourself is a lifelong journey, but it is your journey and your partner is there to assist. I think the knowing that I'm here to assist Marie and help Marie in her lifelong journey uh, allows me to be uh, a contributor instead of The one that has to lead her journey and I lead my own journey and she's there to assist and I can turn to her for support and help, but it's two journeys and we're walking side by side.
4: It's a collaboration of each other. So it's not that oh, you complete me because I'm complete by myself. It's more of this collaboration of each other and how can I help you on your journey and i i don't really need someone to tell me what i need to work on because really we all have our own (laughs) checklist of things (laughs) we already know what we need to work on so it's just someone to say okay what would you like to work on and how can i help you there
1: that's so good i mean the the fact that you're talking about two journeys you know how many times have we heard you know it's a 50 50 thing well it's 100 100
3: you know, yes, it is. Uh, yes. You
1: know, it's like, no, are you all in? Are you all in? Not yes. just, are you in halfway? But I mean, uh, you know, help people who think they have to be when you say on the same path, and how that can still translate into two journeys. Uh, and maybe I'm conflicting the analogy there, but help us out.
4: I think it's daily intention. That's what we we both commit every day that we're on this journey together and making a. Uh, a constant, a conscious choice every day to be on this journey with this person. It's
3: it's yeah, I like that. It's the, my journey is, you know, me is getting better as a manager and a businessman and getting better as a husband and, um, and a father and a grandfather, you know, that's my journey. I'm not sure Marie could be a better grandfather.
1: I see that's where the paths
3: could separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the, 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 uh, the daily intention of us saying we're doing this together, we're working together to help each other's journey, uh, keeps it on the same path, uh, same that we're together accomplishing and uh and, and uh, having these journeys occur.
4: And I, I also want to add that it's a co-leadership. When we, when we work together, uh, what we decided way early in our marriage is that I would be a leader in family and as far as relationships and school, that kind of thing, and Joe's the leader in the financial, and, and those things that we're strongest in where we have the most
3: expertise Expertise and genius. genius. So we
4: work with our genius and I get to lead and, and, it, he also gets to collaborate with me. So we'll have discussions and we'll talk about things. But when a final decision comes, then I'll make the ones that are closest to my genius and he'll make the ones that are closest to his genius. So we're walking side by side. And it's not the constant power struggle. And we're bu- building our community together, which is also very helpful in business. We're building this community, family community together. And it's not, it's not a competition or a hierarchy
2: kind of thing. And so it just works better for us. That's that's actually a fantastic point, right? Because translating, and we all know when I spoke at your event, I'm not in a partnership, but a majority of what I do in life requires enrollment, participation, Mm -hmm. um, communication. I cannot achieve my highest potential, my entelechy, my pure entelechy, without being in partnership with other people. So how do you find that elevates even because both of you are very successful business people, entrepreneurs, you know, careers, you've had very successful paths. How does that same move over into the business world as well? Use your, your vision.
3: Oh, okay. So w- one of the things that um, I say about uh, leadership is really, you know, hire great people, get great people. Set a vision and objectives, and then turn them loose because they're great people, right? Yes, um, yes. And, and a great example of that is is you know Marie uh, had this vision of us having these family meetings and these conversations that helped us put it together. She's laughing, and gosh, did I dislike this, right? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, why do we got to do this? teeth. <laughs> like, but because she's the leader there, she led us. She had a vision, and she led us there now I just am, you know, from, I'm very, very grateful for all that work and putting together the family meetings. And we still talk about it, you know, how grumpy I got into it, but I, she led us and she kept us together and she let us become part of her vision and have it executed. So as a family, you know, we're pretty close knit and open to conversations yeah. about a lot of things. So it, it translates in the business world, uh, directly because you set an objective and set a vision and then turn your people loose to get it done and and there even though some people grumble they'll come along because you're the leader And so uh, I think uh, you know it translates very very well back and forth. Well
4: he's yeah. collaborating he's collaborating with me and they all, we're all on the page so we're valuing each person in the in the community which is all of our children everyone's voice gets to be heard everyone's questions and concerns and fears gets to be heard which is also real important in business that everyone gets an opportunity to be seen and heard which is a common human need and and everyone's voice and opinion is valued whether it changes things or not it, it, everyone gets to be heard and then then we make a decision that way
2: yeah and i would really assert that is a beautiful component of conscious leadership, right? That's what conscious leadership looks like. That mindfulness, that unity, that connecting together. Everybody has their part to play and their role to play. And it's an equal contributor, even if it's not the same thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's so interesting. You're applying some of these business principles to relationships and then relationship principles to business. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a nice overlap. And I guess, you know, Kirsten and I challenge uh, some of our metaphysical friends every now and then with this question, and that is, well, how do you know it's working? You know, it sounds all warm and fuzzy, but are there measurable, definable, you know, and now, now I'm sounding like the business person yeah. who says, I've got to put some milestones to this, right? But how do you see uh, ways of letting, letting yourself know as a, as a relationship pair, you know, Hey, we're making progress.
3: I think, uh, the two biggest measures I look at, I think are the ability to address the, the tough conversations when I am, uh, uh, not happy is not the right word, but when I'm struggling and having some difficulty, I can bring that up and have that tough conversation. And, uh, I think the measure is, is when you first are beginning, those tough conversations are hard and you struggle being honest. You struggle being uh, complete that, you know, I'm unhappy versus when you do this, I feel abandoned, right? And so these types of conversations, the more you have them, the easier they become. And so for me, that's a measure of how how difficult is it to bring up something that is uh, hurting me or difficult to have a conversation about. And then for me, the second measure really is: um, Are you looking forward to spending time with this person? Uh, <laughs> That's a really good measure.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and so that I think those two for me are important. Uh, when I find uh, I'm I'm having trouble addressing issues or that I'm when it's time for us to do something together, I'm dragging my feet. There's something there. We have, let's have. There's a measurable feeling, a measurable result. Let's have a conversation about it. What are the issues? And uh, oftentimes, they have nothing to do with us. It has to do with work or something childhood or you know the rainbow. Yeah. isn't that amazing?
1: <laughs> and, and, uh, and you're really able to teach these principles too. Is what, it, what I also like. It's not only that you've worked on them for yourselves, but you're ready to share that. Um, again, we're, we're talking with Marie and Joe Wallace. Their website is mariesgold.com. You've got lots of classes, groups, resources. Tell us about some of the things that uh, people could access uh, when they when they engage with you.
4: Well, our classes usually stem around communication or connection. Those are the two topics that come up quite a bit mm-hmm. for us. And so right now we're finishing up a class about communication. And it's it's a combination of communication and connection. And we'll offer that again, especially in these times, because people are feeling unrest and unsure. And we've been cooped up together for a while and sometimes it's like <laughs> just <laughs> start connecting. We're wanting to kind of push yeah, them it's away. It's okay in. to yeah.
1: not look forward. And it is okay <laughs> to not look forward. Yes. It's our time. Yes. It's
4: being okay with whatever comes up and then giving them tools to navigate those difficult times. And so that's the purpose of these. And, and we we go through just a series of different exercises. to. I think the, the main point of the classes is to be okay with what is which is also one of those conscious leadership. And and then to get to the level of uh, really wanting to connect and to be happy in that relationship, what are some things that we can do to nurture that foster connection and and to avoid the disconnections. That's what we focus on in those classes. And then we have a conference that we do. I hate the word conference because it sounds so...
2: Yeah, it's so much more than that. <laughs> I <would> say, <laughs> Having participated in it with you last year, it was so rich. So rich.
4: What, what our goal is for that is to just get people to be in conversations because sometimes those conversations are really... Um, they seem overwhelming and fearful. And then as we get people to talk, they're going, oh, that was nowhere as difficult as I thought it was. And we bring in partners from around the community so that they have resources. And that's our, my goal is really to bring in as many resources as I can. So bring in podcasts like yours, bring in podcasts, Interviews that I have with other people bring in the genius of. The, there are so many great people in our communities and in the world, and just sharing those gifts with other people so that they have access, that they know they're not doing this relationship thing alone. And as far as relationship principles, whenever I have a guest speaker in the conference, whatever is a most often every relationship principle applies to whether your friends, whether your coworkers, <laughs> whether your uh,
2: Love family
4: them. members, lovers, if, yeah, relationship, yeah. It, it, it's human interaction and connection and the goal of that is to get people back to playing and enjoying their relationships so on Friday nights we'll have this big play event and we we take pictures and we have this crazy fun photo booth and we play together and we have an improv class and just ways to reconnect and have fun in our relationships because a lot of times we get into the working part of kids and jobs and things and then all of a sudden you know no we're like that's the reason why we're pushing them away is because we're not having fun anymore. So those are a couple of things that the we have a Facebook group called uh, Relationships, Relationships Unleashed. unleashed. Uh-huh. And in that we bring we just we don't want you to be held back by anything. You know, you need tools, we'll give you tools. You need inspiration, we'll give you inspiration. And and that's what we're we about is just helping people enjoy their relationships more. I'm, I'm a geek. I'm a big romantic at heart. And yes, so, yes. so I really <laughs> just want to see people have fun and enjoy their relationships.
1: Uh, so, I love that title relationships unleashed because <laughs> you know, a lot of times, I mean, people think when they first fall in love and they're getting, or engaged or they decide to live together, get married, like that's the height. And there's, <laughs> yeah, that's the down. For that. <laughs> so, you know, I love what you're saying, that you're unleashing, you know, the potential. Because we talked this word in you've seen it on our uh, yeah. podcast title, that that there's this potential for a relationship that's already there, but it needs to be watered and sunshine and, you know, yeah. it needs the environment to be unleashed. And uh, how do you tell people about, you know, the, the future does hold, happiness and potential for a relationship. It's not the best today. You can make it better.
4: I think the beginning years are negotiating and navigating, and those tend to be a little bit harder. It's that daily intention, the daily nurturing, like you said, and just constantly being intentional about making connection time. I think Joe and I, at least once a week, make sure we have some time that we get to just be with each other and sometimes that's talking and sometimes that's not we call them coffee chats we'll go sit in the coffee shop and some days we talk some days we're playing a game on our phone some days but but we're putting aside that time so whatever needs to fill that space can fill that space because when the disconnect comes is when we haven't had time to be together and I think that's an indicator that we may not be when we're starting to argue or get a little uneasy with each other, that's That's an indicator that we probably haven't been spending some time together. And I, I do want people to know and hear my heart that I understand the beginning parts are really difficult. I mean, people think we make it look easy now, but we've been together 25 years and after 25 years, it should be looking a lot easier.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great question, Marie. I have a question for both of you, right? I mean, and it's, I'm mean, going to segment it in three different parts. So it's kind okay. of a long string. One is, you know, many women have been trained to believe that men can't hear us, right? And don't communicate feelings, and Joe is proving that that's not true, right? And then men have yeah, his... There's hope
1: for me. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there is, there oh, yeah. but uh, you they, know I'm sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then having men move into these deeper conversations, and then women often find out they were equal to that, right, as they go through, because I witnessed that in your event last mm-hmm. year where... The men were like, I have been waiting to hear you say that for years. And it was the men who were crying and the women going, I missed it, right? Like it was reversed on me, this belief system. But then equal to that point, you have many people who start young and have families and careers, which really do take a lot of time away. There really is just limited time. So you have to, between your career and raising children, and most people today have to have two jobs to Mm -hmm. raise a family. It's not like before where you, one got to stay home, right? What do you offer to those couples who are going, there's that I've seen many marriages stop right about there, right? When they're having to really do life that's in full swing and it's almost impossible to balance. So there was kind of a couple of questions there, right?
3: I'm going to address the men's feelings because it, it isn't that we don't have Emotions or feelings. It's that it takes me a time amount of time to understand what it is. Whereas when I ask her what she's feeling, she can name you know all fifteen emotions. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right.
1: Wait, you know, wait, have, wait, wait, Joe. There's fifteen emotions. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, right. I, you know, I, you know, the one I, I have the quickest access books. to is I'm oh sorry. <laughs> yeah. The one I have quickest access to is I'm hungry. So um, <laughs> but <laughs> what it does is is she allows me to take some time and identify what is the underlying emotion of what's going on, whether it's that I'm frustrated or that I feel Uh, ashamed or I feel, you know, what, what is that feeling? And it takes me a while to figure that out, right? It's not on the tip of my tongue. Whereas um, sometimes with Marie, it's about, you know, what, What's the execution of what we're going to do, which is something that's not really kind of on the tip of her tongue. She knows how she feels. She knows what the end result needs to be. But what's the execution of that wow. and get her time to exec- figure that out, because she knows what she wants. And, and she just has to figure out how that execution occurs. Um,
4: I, I'd like to address just a little bit of that, because what happens with us women, sometimes we want answers now. Yeah. <laughs> and and we don't allow enough time and what I've found to be most successful if I have something big on my heart I will give Joe a forewarning. I'll say, I have something big that I'd like to talk to you about and not in a, like an ominous, make it sound like I'm going to drop something. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have something important that I really want to talk to you about. When is a good time? Because they're usually in the working drawer or in a certain, you know, drawer of, of, emotions and feelings, and they may not be ready to talk yet. And I think that's that's what I've found over time, noticing the pattern of, if I drop this on him while he's in the middle of his of work or something like that he can't give it the time or attention that it really deserves he's probably going to give me a short answer with no background <laughs> or he just wants to be done because he's ready to you know be done with that and so I think the more that we allow them to have some time to think mull over figure out how they feel about it what they even think about it then that's that's something that we can do as women just to give them a little bit more time. Is that
3: yeah, yeah. I think
2: so. Yeah. And it's funny, I will say personally, and anybody who knows me, you know, what I think I think today 48 hours, it's usually much different because I've had time to process it. So I have a 48-hour rule when there's a big communication to have. Mm -hmm. And please know that what I say to you today may change in 48 hours because I personally need time to process, right? So most people that I'm in relationships with, when those big conversations have, they know I have a 48-hour rule for the bigger communication. So I can internalize. And have it be a more meaningful dialogue. So I would love that that's,
1: you say that's, that. That's good. You know, and Kirsten, I wanted to, to maybe look at the other side of your question on the listening thing, because as you said, you know, many many women say I'm just not being heard. I'm not being listened to. And uh, look, I don't know if we have 50 listeners or 500 or 5,000 listeners. So I'm I'm going to say that this question comes from a friend. Um, <laughs> uh, a friend wants to know. <laughs> um, how can you improve that listen? Like I really do think I'm listening, but I'm not sure I'm, I'm responding or if you really heard me, you wouldn't keep doing that. Or, you know, the, that listening thing is really hard and that story does get some, some traction and the trenches get deep. The more you say, I'm not being heard. I'm not being listened to. So how do you, how do you break that cycle?
3: So, a,
1: for your friend, for your friends. yeah, yeah. I mean, what could I say to my friend
3: who <laughs> is really friend. trying to work yeah. on
1: this, and who who might be being listened to in the background? You yeah.
3: Know. Uh, <laughs> you know, so the number one thing for me is if I'm gonna, if, if Marie wants to be listened and heard. Um, in fact, we right before we came on, we did this. She's like. You know, you got to turn the stupid TV off, right? I have to turn it off. uh, And then face or be to where I'm really paying attention uh, to what she's saying. Uh, The other thing that Marie does is she really helps set it up. Like, I want you you just to listen. I don't want you to solve my problem. I don't want you to try to get it out of the way. I want you just Mm -hmm. to listen, right? So she sets it up. And and the beauty of that is, is this is going to sound really bad. I have no responsibility, <laughs> right? I'm just here to listen. Yeah. So well, my only job, job. <laughs> yeah, you got one job, right? <laughs> right? And then that active listening skills come into effect. Repeat what she said. This is, is this what you're saying? Is this how you feel? And it's a pretty straightforward. Now, there's one other part And our granddaughter is this way. She doesn't feel like anybody listens to her. Because they don't do what she says, Mm -hmm. right? So you can talk to her and you say, "Yes, this is what you said, and I completely understand that, but we're not going to do it." Well, then you're not listening.
2: (laughs) That's a great point. That's because I do
3: that. (laughs) So
1: so from ten years old to today, you might have you know wanted to learn some things.
3: So listening and knowing that you're heard is one thing convincing somebody that that's what should happen is a different thing, right? Um, Those two are different.
4: I also want to add that there's that component of leaving space. So what Joe said, the active listening tool is really you listen and you don't say anything in that amount of time. And this is what we would do in our family meetings. So someone would present a topic or something they wanted to be heard on and no one's allowed to say anything and then um, then they ask for what they need. Maybe they just wanted to be heard. Maybe they just, they need feedback. So then we repeat back what we thought we heard and we concur with them, leave them space to say, yes, that's what I'm saying, or no, this is, and t- give them some time to tweak it. And so one of the tools we have is at family dinner, we learned this actually from our children. It's called High Low Buffalo. And so you tell the highlight of your day and, and, And all we get to do as a family is just listen to that person, do their high point, their low point if they want to, and something like off the head that they've been wanting and somebody to hear them say. And that allows each person to feel like they've been heard in the conversation. So that's another tool that we have. But it's it's leaving space, I think. What we've done in this society is just move to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And we're not being heard as a people or as a family or as a, a collaborative unit. We, we're not getting that opportunity and time for connection and being heard. So,
2: so this is a great question because I, I heard two things. One, there's the listening, but then there's a the follow-up piece. People might not always do what we want them to do, yeah. right? And, and that's really where the breakdowns occur in yeah. leadership, in family, in friendships, right? And that leads to anger, disappointment, separation, judgment. I mean, you name it, you can insert any piece. And truthfully, even as a, you know, leading an organization, right? You can have collaboration all the way through. Sometimes the person, Leading has to make a final decision yes. though, and not everybody agrees with. How do you bridge that? Because sure. that's where, that's the to me, that would be the hard part in a partnership. Like, okay, so I hear you. I don't agree. How do you bridge that?
3: Well, um, there's two things. In, in a family, I'm going to go back to the family meeting thing. In the family, the, she w- is the leader in this area. Right. And so she brought in all of our ideas about family meetings, and then she decided now me as middle management in the family, I have to make that decision and support it. Right. No, nope, I don't want to do it. I'd rather watch TV, <laughs> but, but as middle management in that particular case, I, that's the decision and we're going to support it. I think that in, in a relationship, now we don't have family. It's between the two of us. There are certain things where she's the leader in her business. I work for her. She's my boss. I give her my opinion. I give her my stuff, my <laughs> thoughts, and then she decides, and then I go do it. Um, and so there's a part of servant leadership. Beautiful. At, is I'm I'm here to serve her in her leadership role, and when she decides something, whether I like it or not, you know that's the role I have to jump on board and go with it. And it's and vice not versa. and vice versa, and it's not go with it uh, maybe begrudgingly, but not go with it trying to stop it or sabotage, sabotage. Yeah. sabotage. Her choice yeah. or sabotage sabotage. We're going with it, you know, uh, and and let her rip. And, and, and at that point, you have to commit 100%. And that's true in business, right? So yes. when I make a decision in business, and I have a few people that don't like it, I, they got to commit 100%. And uh-huh. in business, you're, you're lucky enough to be able to go, if you don't commit 100%, I'll find somebody who will. Right. In a relationship, that's not the case. And so what you really have to do is, this is where we're going. Let's get on board with this. Right, and if they're not, then maybe sometimes she has to go it alone if I'm not on board, and then then I'll know I need to get on board. <laughs> yes, right, yes. servant leadership, being able to sub be, to submit to the role that you are to play as a as a as a husband. I have to submit to certain roles that I need to play at certain times, and vice versa. I know that. Lots Submit sounds so strong yeah, to some
4: people. It just has some bad connotations. But really, what it means is I'm allowing you to lead in this, and and I I I promise that I will be here to support you. Support looks like it just looks like submission. <laughs> submission <laughs> is a bad yeah. part. I mean, I the right. What I'm
2: thinking of it. is salsa yeah. and tango. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So really one well, person but, has uh, to leave, the other person yeah. flows.
1: Yeah. And I remember in, in many business meetings, it's like I may not have convinced you, but can you concur? Yes. Or can you get can you get behind the decision? Yes. You know, I'm not submitting, meaning I'm bowing right. down to this idea, you know, or giving in, caving in. But can I agree to move on?
3: To move on. Yes. And I think that's execute. a better yes. way of saying that. Yes, that's mm-hmm. a yeah. much better way of saying that.
1: Just so helpful. And I'm mindful of our time. You guys have been so gracious we've been talking with Joe and Marie Wallace. Uh, the website is mariesgold.com. And uh, Marie told us about all sorts of uh, books, classes. And, and, you know, this is, this conversation has had so many more layers than I expected. Uh, I'm going to recommend to listeners that you rewind to the beginning and listen to this three different times. One for your, you know, personal relationship. One for your business relationship, you know, and another for like a friend relationship uh, because we've touched on all three right. and, uh, you know, we've we've sort of bounced in and out with analogies and and stories, but aren't the principles the same? You know, this listening and, you know, acting and giving space and all these kinds of things. Just just terrific uh, insights that you've provided us. Thank well, you
3: for thank having you. us. It's been great. I really
1: appreciate yeah. it. Leave us with a tool. I liked your uh, high-low buffalo, but uh, leave, leave us with a tool that if we said, this afternoon we're going to get together with our significant other uh, with an intention of at least moving the needle in the right direction. What What's a tool or an exercise or a process that we could go through that would take us there?
0: Uh, okay. That's
3: a very good question. Uh, you know, I, for me, I really like the – Set a time, time to talk. Um, we will either do coffee or go on a walk. So I think I would say, after dinner, go on a walk uh, together and talk. Maybe and it could you don't. Be about talk. Anything. Yeah, it, it could, could be, be about anything. About
4: nothing. It could just be going on the walk. And it, we kind of do that with the gym, right? We'll. Um, you know, when Joe first wanted to start the gym, it was, I'm going to go to the gym and maybe it's go to the gym and drink some coffee. Maybe it's um, go to the gym <laughs> oh, yes. and then mm-hmm. I'm just going to do pushups. It's it's just those little intentions every day. So just making that conscious decision to take time for each other. Cause like um, Kirsten was talking about earlier. So a lot of couples are in the middle of a whole bunch of things and, if they can just commit to one thing and 30 minutes each week or even if you could do 10 minutes a day, just some way to reconnect with each other. Just it can be talking or no talking. It's just that daily intention of doing something.
3: Yeah. One other one I'd do is uh, as a guy, I would uh, write a love note. Yeah, three words love
4: notes are our favorite. I love
3: you, you're awesome and stick it somewhere. Mm -hmm.
4: that's fantastic we I just want to add one quick thing because I know it's wrapping up time but those love notes guys I'm telling you just little sticky notes somewhere or writing on the mirror with a dry erase marker that says what I appreciate about you it goes both ways but I'm telling you when gals are really down and they look up and they see this note about what people appreciate about them all of a sudden they're going oh (laughs) He, he does he care does about He does care me. about me. <laughs> a good mom. Yeah, really. And it's that's four right.
3: words. I love you. You're awesome. Well, I guess that's five words. <laughs> well, that's and funny. I think you, for,
1: for those of us who are looking for relationships, too, and wanting to say we're available, and, and not maybe feeling uh, that we are lovable and capable and awesome, you know, maybe those post-it notes are a good reminder Our for all of us. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Great point, Mark. I, I love you, too. You know? Yes. Look at that in the mirror. Yeah, well, fantastic. Well, Kirsten, thanks for introducing us to uh, Marie and Joe. Just a great conversation.
2: That was so much amazing, amazing time, guys. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
1: Well, this uh, this podcast is all about leadership. We've heard a lot about the principles of personal leadership and relationship leadership, and and really co leadership. So uh, thanks to our guests. Thanks for listening uh, to our stories here. We've got more stories from more leaders coming uh, in our podcast here. Uh, we want to thank Scott Shepard, our engineer over at TriPoint Studios, for really uh, bringing this whole concept to life. Until next time. That's right. So join us next time for more. Uh, until next time, here's to your IntelliKey as you grow as a leader in your life and your business.
0: You've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories with your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our websites, www.pureintellikey.com and www.mark-stenson.com. IntelliKey Leadership Stories is produced by TriPoint Studios, copyright 2020. Views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the TriPoint Studios or its other members. You can find this and other TriPoint podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories.